The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious about hypnosis let's get through psychosis psychosis whatever, whatever he's a great wrestler you know hello and welcome to episode 245 of the wrestlecast i'm your host don delorente and i'm joined by my returning smackdown matters correspondent miss didi jonet hi hello friend <laughs> Did you miss me? Of course I missed you, friend. Oh, my precious. And you can hear all about her adventures in the great state of North Carolina on the Dark Match. Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. I'm glad you had a good time. Glad my state treated you well. Other than, you know, the reason why Yo. you went was a little wonky. But everything else surrounding it sounded great. Yeah, I mean... The reason why I went was a bunch of nonsense, but that's okay. It was beautiful, loving, sweet. But here's what I don't understand. I've known you how long now, Don? Years. Yes, ma'am. It has to be multiple. Yes, Going ma'am. on three, four, five-ish. Yes, ma'am. You never told me North Carolina doesn't have a happy hour. Oh, yeah. It's illegal in our state. Sorry. Yeah. That's like, not something you should learn when you're at the bar at four o'clock. Like, <laughs> we're like, so what's your happy hour special? He's like, we we don't we we don't have that, and so we're like, you don't have that. He's like, well, the the whole state, yeah, no nobody has it. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you you're in the you're in the south, baby. You pass Richmond, you are in the south. I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this information. No, mind you, I drank. That's what I did with the information. But it was like, oh, oh. Yes, you're gonna right. be. You're either gonna be drinking the drinks that they put on special, or mm-hmm. you're gonna be drinking whatever you like at full price. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't ready. The discounts here. That's all. I mean, I mean, I mean, just to tell you how behind the times we are. Just literally this past year. They finally passed a bill where alcohol can be sold at 10 o'clock on Sundays instead of 12. <laughs> so people can actually go to brunch and get a drink. Well, that's nice. Yes. Also, y'all do weird things with the bottles at the bar. We don't do that up here. <laughs> y'all be putting stickers on it and shit. Like, I was like that's different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's for the help of the bartenders. Mm-hmm. They said something like they be measuring the outlooker or they. Oh yeah, that know. must be for the bar itself. Then yeah, they. It's something that they're doing, but they're like, I forget because I had a whole conversation about it because I'm nosy and yeah, it was no happy hour, so I needed to <laughs> process I, why. I, I needed, I needed, I needed reasons. I needed to walk it through, make it make sense in my head. But I mean, it was great. It was great. The world of beer was great. Um, I I still aren't. I'm not done with the IPAs, but I had a 
pineapple coconut. What was it? A pineapple coconut. Some or other. It tasted just like a pina colada. It was some kind of beer. It was amazing. Oh, nice. I think I could get you onto this uh, one that I had. It's a. Uh, is it mango? It's got it's mango passion fruit and guava. It tastes like a mimosa. I would try that. Yeah, I would really try that. Good. I find that I like the fruity things and the sour things. So, yeah. Oh, you like I it goes then? Yeah, there's some. There's definitely some beers out there that definitely would fit your taste. Oh yeah, the best one I've had so far was in DC. It was a raspberry sour, but I'm mm-hmm. oh I'm open to trying. I would love to be able to get a five dollar drink. You know. There you go. Well, I'm glad you're back, safe and sound, and mm-hmm. the shenanigans didn't. You know, dull your trip and you still made a good time out of it. <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. Also returning on this week's episode, none other than the raw cast broadcast journalist himself, Mr. Magnum Prime. What's going on, G? I need sleep. Help me, somebody. <laughs> Help me. This boy is killing me. No, I'm kidding. It's nice to, nice to be back. Oh, man. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to have a pretty long show this week as this is a pay-per-view week for the WWE. So coming to us from Philadelphia, only fitting that it would. Extreme Rules this Sunday night, 7 p.m. Use the hashtag ExtremeCast with an X to share your commentary with color. With myself, Didi Jonay, Magnum Prime, and the whole WrestleCast universe. So we'll get into it. The card shapes up a little something like this. For the Intercontinental Championship, Finn Balor is going to defend against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yay! So Magnum Prime, who you got? Chant retains. Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? Um, I have Shinsuke, but I don't really have Shinsuke, but I miss him, so I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna pick Shinsuke Nakamura as well, Miss Didi Jonay. I think Finn Balor has the most irrelevant title in WWE right now. <laughs> that's so true, and I don't know if that's him or the belt. So I think they might want to jazz up things a little bit. And uh, put it on Shinsuke and see what happens. Drew Gulak is going to be defending his cruiserweight championship against the former champion, Tony Nese. The premise of this match was Drew Gulak in the three-way pinned Akira Tozawa to win the title. Not the champion at the time, Tony Nese. So this rematch or this match is warranted. So Ms. Didi Jonet. Drew mm-hmm. Gulak versus Tony Nese. Who you got? Um, I don't know. Drew Gulak? Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. It's like family feud. <laughs> Magnum Prime. Who you got? Champ retains. And I will make it a clean sweep. I think Drew Gulak will retain as well. He's actually had a really good 2019 in general. And I think it's going to continue. 
in a match that could possibly steal the show if given enough time. Alistair Black finally has an opponent. Somebody (laughs) finally found out where the hell he was hiding at at SmackDown. And it's revealed that it's going to be Cesaro. So, Mr. Magnum Prime, who you got? I mean, I think Cesaro's been looking real strong lately. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, if you, you got a new toy, you know, you, you want to take it out, um, make it look as good as possible. So I'm going to go with black on this one. All right. Miss Didi Jone. I also am going to go with Alistair just because if it's your first match in like nine months, why would you lose it? That doesn't make sense to me. True that. But this is WWE booking. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go with Aleister Black as well. Now, this is in thinking that I think we all are thinking that this is going to be booked in a traditional manner to make Aleister Black look like a million bucks. Who's the best wrestler to make anybody look good that you know is going to pretty much deliver? Cesaro. Put him in there. Next up for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we're going to have a three-way. The eco-friendly tag team champions of <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Rowan are taking on the New Day and Heavy Machinery. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Uh, I don't know. What? Should I say I'm rooting for anybody black? <laughs> I thought that was the default. It is. I kind of... <laughs> I don't. None of all of it. All of the answers seem nice, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and go with the new day. I don't know. Okay. Magnum Prime, who you got? I mean, yes, I pretty much took my answer. <laughs> yeah, go go with new day. Uh, because we play this game a certain way, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the champs retaining. Hmm. But I was thinking that too. I see because the wattage is on Otis. I see heavy machinery getting those titles really soon. Hmm. Okay. We'll talk about it in SmackDown a little bit later. I got some thoughts about Otis. <laughs> the Raw Tag Team Championships are going to be defended as the Revival are going to take on. The Usos. Great. Who you got? I'll go with a revival. All right. Miss Didi Jone. Who you got? Uh, I'm rooting for everybody black. All right. I'm going to go with the revival as well. They finally got the belts. They finally been kind of booked seriously. So I think they're going to let them hold on to them for a little while. This match could be really good. I can't wait to see what classic tag team maneuver the Revival pull out on this match. They always do something if you're looking closely enough. SmackDown's Women's Championship match. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a two-on-one handicap match. Hmm. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Well, if it's a handicap match, 
I still got Bailey. Okay. G Money, who you got? Yeah, I, I champ retains. I go with that too. All right. I'm gonna go with Alexa Bliss. I mean, whenever I play this game and I pick against her, I usually get it wrong. So that's true. Why fight it? Braun Strowman miraculously recovered from a bruised spleen and ribs that are all messed up. He's going to face Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Before we get to that, I'd like to hear both of y'all's thoughts on the beginning of Raw from a couple of weeks ago since y'all missed the show where we recapped it. First, Miss Didi Shone. It was my birthday that particular night. Thank you to everybody who gave me a birthday shout out. I forgot to do that last week. So thank you to everybody who did that. I got Pyro on my birthday. You got birthday Pyro. <laughs> I was so happy for, for you. <laughs> so you're It wasn't what we were used to, but I was like, right. ah, I'll take it. I'm I'm happy with it. Right, right. Your your just your first initial thought when you first saw it, like how long did it take you before you were like, uh, I don't know if this is real or not. Did you have that moment where you were like, Are they really hurt? Is it okay? No. Okay. They're fine. I don't know. For a second there, it was like when they changed the camera, it was like, They're fine. Why would you have a camera right there? Nah, this is I- true. Why would the camera be right there? No, no, no. Let's, here's the thing. They're fine. <laughs> Do you money? And even if they're not, I don't care. Like, headshots. Get, get over it. <laughs> Do you money your thoughts on that explosive opening to Monday Night Raw a couple of weeks ago? Well, I mean, they had to do something. <laughs> Just kind of get the get, get the polls back into that place. Uh, I mean, I, I, hey, everything's real, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it's I, it's really been a while since we've seen something. I guess that big on Raw, mm-hmm. as far as you know, um, you know, some sort of work like that. But I mean, I, I think it was a it was a good lead in, uh, but. I mean, I, I still have my doubts about the match. Right. I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah, here we go. So, I'll let you start off, Greg. Who you got? Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, last man standing. I mean, I I would I would really like to see Lashley go over because I mean, it doesn't seem like they're really doing anything with Braun. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with Lashley. All right, Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? I know I said I was room for everybody black, but that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm like Greg. It, it, in theory, it seems like Braun Strowman should still be too injured to just beat this man, who's had you know full two a full two weeks of relatively good health compared to Braun's two weeks of relatively bad health. So I'm going to pick Bobby Lashley as well. Maybe he'll maybe they'll surprise us with the booking here. United States Championship match. The champion Ricochet is going to defend the title against 
AJ Styles, <laughs> Miss Didi Janae. Who you got? I'm rooting for everybody black again. <laughs> Magna Prime, who you got? Uh, I think Redneck Cena of Cena 2.0 <laughs> is, is, is going to pull this out. Perfect name, fam. <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ricochet gets the win because, uh, you know, he, he's definitely had the, the 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 benefit of, you know, being one of, of Triple, Triple H's favorites. But I think it would make for a more compelling, perhaps, series if AJ was to get the title from him. So I think AJ is going to win. I think Ricochet is going to win, but I think it's going to be on some, like, the good brothers messed it up for AJ and, and it's going to warrant like AJ get one more match. Mm. Okay. I think, Via shenanigans. I see. It. Right. Right. I think that's what's going to happen. And a no holes barred match. Roman Reigns is teaming up with the Undertaker to take on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Magnum Prime, who you got? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, say it. You have the AARP. Wow. Just <laughs> Mark mm. keep cashing them checks, man. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. I mean, I, I really think at this point it it doesn't do Roman any good to have a win. It damn sure doesn't do any good for what a taker to to have a, a win, I, I'm going with with Shane and McIntyre. To me, that makes more sense at this point. All right, Miss mm. Didi Jardin, who you got? For me, I don't. Well, the paycheck is the answer, but I can't see why he getting his rickety ass up just to lose. You know like, why? Because he's still in shape from having to wrestle Goldberg. So he's like, well, shit, I got I probably mean, three months before I'm out of shape. Let me go ahead and get one more, squeeze one more check in while I'm in shape. In shape is very relative. <laughs> right. That's going some limited tagging that they do. But in any, and again, I guess my booking that it's a tag match. They're not trying to make the kid do anything one-on-one. But like you're 80. You got a wee kid at home. You got the wife. Like, why are you coming out to lose? I wouldn't. Maybe I'm petty, though. But either way, I got, um, what's his name? Shane and Drew? Oh, jeez. Hell no. I'm sorry. Undertaker and. Sam Rowan. I was going to say Kofi. My God. (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Undertaker and, uh, Roman. As a no host bar match, this match should really probably technically end as just like a wild ass brawl and they like fight out into the streets and it's like it's paired off as Shane and Roman and Drew and The Undertaker and then you set those matches up for SummerSlam. That's the theory that I would take and the approach I would take if it was me booking this match. Mm-hmm. But since I'm not booking this match, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Undertaker ain't losing. He don't come. He does not get off the couch to lose, except for that one time. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so I got Roman and the Undertaker for the WWE Championship. 
It's our man, Kofi Kingston, defending against Samoa Joe. Uh, now, Miss Dijonay, this gets a little bit more difficult, this selection, but who you got? Joe don't be winning nothing, though. Mm, this is true. But, I mean, if the, the time for him to win would be against a black guy, but... Um... No, he really doesn't win anything, so I'm going to just stick with Kofi. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'm going to go with Kofi. I'm a little bit worried about... <laughs> the aftermatch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Kofi. All right. I'm going to also go with Kofi as well. Mm-hmm. But just like G said, if you were listening really close to Paul Heyman, he basically told you and unfortunately he was like you know Seth Rollins and then he went to that or and I was like oh no see Kofi ain't got no beef for Brock <laughs> he just need to leave Kofi alone and, and keep going after Seth but yeah what could happen is there could be a, a Samoa Joe uh, choking out of the champion after the champion has won and then uh Things could get really interesting from there. And then you want to see Black Twitter riot? Oh, <laughs> have Kofi Kingston lose his belt to Brock Lesnar on a cash in. Whew. The flames will be thrown. But that could be a hell of a story if he could beat him at SummerSlam and win it back, though. Yeah. Bigger picture, but we'll see whether we get that or not. In our main event of the evening, winners take all extreme rules mixed tag team match. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. So Magnum Prime, who you got? Jesus Christ, who cares? This is terrible. <laughs> this is this is terrible. Uh I mean I I I will go I'll go with with the the, the couple. Uh What that mean? With, you know, it's oh, that could be anybody. Well, I mean I I'll go I say I'll go with the shoot couple. Okay. I I'll go I'll go with them to to go over. But oh lord, I I I, I don't care about this match at all. <laughs> if I if I watch it live, I'll probably cut it off before this concludes. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? If you think I'm picking <laughs> that poster child for the Aryan Brotherhood, you have other <laughs> things coming. <laughs> I will not. He tried to switch it up this week. He had to figure it on. Like it was 96. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> no. I have Seth and Becky. All right. I have Seth and Becky as well. I mean, there is no way in the world that they can create enough drama to make me think Baron Corbin is going to win. The universal title. No the thing of it is, the WWE is awful enough to do it just to give Lacey the title. But <laughs> right, I'm going to think positive thoughts. But hey, he gets it, and then broadcasts the end on. That oh, now, now that could work. Yeah, the crowd would. And be like a three second champion. 
Huh. Pretty much. Oh yeah, the crowd would eat that up. Just when they got the booze at like the highest crescendo they could, here comes Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will finally share Brock. Unironically. So there you have it. Our picks for Sunday night's Extreme Rules pay-per-view event. Again, join us for our live tweet starting at 7 p.m. Use the hashtag ExtremeCast. If you join the show at 6 p.m., unlike Miss Didi Jonet, <laughs> you can tweet about those shenanigans by using the hashtag Say No to Pre-Shows. So we hope to see everybody in the live tweet and we look forward to you sharing your commentary with color. So it's on to Monday Night Raw, the go home show. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, they kick off the show against Andrade and Zelina Vega. And this is a mixed tag elimination match. Which is not going to make any sense when we start reading what happened. Seth Rollins is a sling blade. He dumps Andrade to the outside and follows with two suicide dives. Becky tags in and she suplexes Selena Vega and the disarmor makes Selena Vega tap out. So now, with this being a mixed tag match, the women are basically done. They're out of the match. Since Selena Vega got pinned, she can no longer wrestle. She's eliminated. And thus, Becky Lynch is eliminated. How dumb is that? Anyway, Lacey Evans arrives and Becky attacks her until Seth Rollins pulls her off. We get a Hurricanrana by Zelina Vega onto Seth Rollins. Then that's when Becky Lynch takes out Selena Vega. That's when Andrade rushes to the scene and he takes out Becky. Well, Becky saves Seth Rollins and she gets knocked down in the process. So, of course, while Seth Rollins is checking on Becky, Andrade attacks him. Back in and dry in the ring, Andrade hits the double knees for a two count. Becky ends up taking out Selena Vega, and that allows Seth Rollins to hit the blackout for the win. After the match, Baron Corbin attacks Seth Rollins, and Lacey Evans takes out Becky with a vicious women's right on the stage. Becky got chin checked, and she went night night. That shit looked like it was really real, like. Lacey Evans laid that in the slow, like usually the slow motion, they get it right there and then they cut it. Not this time. (laughs) It was like, Oh, she really hit her. That's why they played it. I think I didn't, the, the rules to the match were totally convoluted just for commercial break. (laughs) So basically it was a tag team match. that then turned into a singles match with two women who were available to wrestle going from wrestlers to becoming managers. I didn't get it, but anyway, got to get those commercials in somehow. Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are gloating backstage about their attack. And they claim they will be the new power couple and that they will ruin Seth and Becky's relationship. This is when Paul Heyman, then he comes out. He says that he's Brock's advocate. And he talks about extreme rules in Philly. He says there's two things he knows about the word extreme and extreme in Philadelphia. He claims Brock will cash in on Sunday. And then he says, no, I'm just messing with Seth and Kofi, but only he and Brock know for sure. 
Then we get footage of last week's Braun and Lashley near-death angle. They face off in a last-man-standing match at Extreme Rules. Then Drew and Shane, they meet with Tony the Garbage Man and offer to have him team with Roman Reigns against them tonight. Because the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw is going to be a tag team match between Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns and a partner of Shane McMahon's choosing. The Miz and the Usos, they team up for a six-man tag team match against Elias and the Revival. This is a two out of three falls match. That's why the tags in and things break down. The Miz, he runs wild on Elias. So Elias just runs up the ramp and he's like, fuck it, I'm out of the match. One of the Usos is distracted and that allows for the revival to hit the shatter machine and they win the first fall. Dawson tags in and lays in strikes and he follows with the brain buster for a two count. Jay, he tags in the Miz and the Miz hits the skull crushing finale on Dawson and the Miz and the Usos, they win the second fall. And then immediately, the Usos follow with super kicks. They hit some dives to the outside. And then they hit the big top rope splash. And they win the third fall. And the Miz and the Usos are victorious. Now, G-Money, I don't know if we talked exclusively since they started doing this. But how do you feel about all these two out of three falls elimination matches just to get a commercial break in? Can't they come out with something else? Not a fan. No. Hey, but this is the company that we're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's no surprise. No, they, they, they can't come up with something uh, more original. It, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not within their, their capacity. Right now, but yeah, it's it's a real killer. Um, go back to having squash matches. Then give me six minutes of action, two minutes of talking, and there's your commercial break. We've been asking for that for years. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have not, they have not capitulated that. I I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. But I mean, it would make it so much easier on the time restraint, though. It it would, but when does that? Rarely does that company go with with common sense. Rarely, super rarely. Man, because it's like, okay, how many elimination matches? Two out of three falls matches. The only thing they haven't had yet is like a gauntlet match or something like that, an Iron Man match or something. But you couldn't do that because guess what? You, you got you got to have commercials. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Vince is just weird. Uh, we get highlights of Drake Maverick's 24-7 honeymoon. Oh, man, Drake Maverick. He's killing the game on Twitter. Uh, his wife is not a fan of this, though. Did you see all the pictures where she was like, she was like, we haven't taken a single picture together yet on our honeymoon. And it was like, oh, you're right, honey. And he throws <laughs> the belt up in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Drake, but I enjoy that. <laughs> Drake Maverick shenanigans are awesome. She's really pretty. Is that his real life wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He won. Drake Maverick is actually winning a lot right now because he won't he, he went from peeing his pants <laughs> in front of Monday Night Raw to now basically having 
really, other than Braun and and uh, Bobby Lashley going through the LED board uh, last week, the best thing that's been on Raw consistently in the past month. Mm. Two. The lows and the highs. And it, it's 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 all him. He's he's coming up with all. It's all his ideas. So good for Drake Maverick. So we're at the arena. Drake is hiding in a crate. His wife is completely annoyed. Drake asks her to come in the crate so they can smash, but she just rolls her ass. <laughs> she, she promises a better honeymoon following tonight's show, and she promises that they'll get their smash on then. Drake celebrates, screams loudly, and that clues in the jobbers to where he's at, so they all arrive and chase him away. Shane and Drew, they offer a drink salesman to be Roman's partner tonight. They say they'll think about it. Get back to him later. Ray Mysterio's back. Ray says that he beat the doctor's predictions and he's back and he's hungry. He issues an open challenge for tonight. And Bobby Lashley arrives. So it's Ray Mysterio versus Lashley. Ray attacks right away using his speed and hitting, uh, hitting with strikes and uh, running kicks. The DDT follows, and then the 619. Lashley cuts Ray off and then hits the spear for the pin. Lashley beats up on Ray post-match, and then he throws him onto a pile of referees. Lashley says last week he was the only man standing, and he will be the last man standing on Sunday. I was hoping it was going to be Samoa Joe, but he was going to ask where Dominic was. Still hope. <laughs> the club, they get interviewed by Charlie. She asks AJ about his actions from last week, turning on Ricochet and reforming the club. He says he doesn't owe anybody an explanation, and they walk off. Cesaro faces Ho- uh, No Way Jose. No Way Jose attacks on the floor. They get back in the ring. Jose follows with strikes. Cesaro cuts Jose off with uppercuts, and then he follows with the gut rent suplex. The giant swing follows that. Cesaro gets no way Jose in the sharpshooter, and Cesaro gets the win. The Street Profits, they're back on Monday Night Raw. They're hyping extreme rules. I really like this week's versions of the Street Profits. It To me, it was much closer to their street talk segments than what they did last week. Really, really, really big fans of how they used them this week. I don't know if we're going to see them wrestle, but hey, they're getting promo time, and that's a good start. And everybody understands what I've been saying for a year and a half about Montez Ford off of just (laughs) like three promo segments. Can you see Triple H is in charge? It's 2000, let's say, 50. no, it'll be sooner than that. Let's say the XFL mm-hmm. does really, let's say the XFL actually does good and they actually get like three or four seasons in a row and they're in there, you know, so Vince has to go away to do the XFL. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's say Triple H gets in charge. And so let's say it's 2019, 2022 main event, WrestleMania. <laughs> For the WWE Universal title, Montez Ford versus the Velveteen Dream. Whoa. 
Now You're saying in three years? I'm saying that. Give me four. Give me four. Uh, okay. Four is fairly realistic. I would say more like ten. <laughs> you know, evil never dies. So it's like... <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Now that... Now this is... Would be this is after the Clippers win the NBA Finals, right? <laughs> uh, the Houston Rockets just said, "Not so fast, my friends." Tonight, oh boy, yeah, things are crazy. <sighs> Almost as crazy as this angle with Mike and Maria. Commentary relives the Mike and Maria angle from last week. DD, what do you think about that? Did you see it? So she she pregnant or she not pregnant? I don't know about real life pregnancy or not, but on the show she's saying she is. That's interesting. I haven't seen anything. Um, oh man, TMI. But I my cable was cut off until about five minutes ago. So she I was, haven't seen anything. She told her she was like she challenged uh, Becky and Seth to a match last week. Oh, I saw that because I remember talking about it with Tatiana and Jay. That might have been over text message, but I was like, mm-hmm. is she like real life pregnant <laughs> or is she like TV pregnant because she ain't, just ain't lost the baby weight from the other baby yet? Because you know that's the thing. Like, why are you still chunky? Because I'm pregnant. Mind your business. You know what I mean? So I've, I've been trying to figure out which one it is. I face still scrunched up from what she told Mike. Like, damn. It was hurtful. It was. Uh, Mike, he gives Maria some flowers backstage and he apologizes for not being able to take out Seth and live up to her expectations. They love each other, but Maria loves ice cream and she sends Mike out to go get some. He asks if she wants non-fat. And of course, she gets angry because she's like, what are you trying to say? Non-fat ice cream. Well, in her case, she thought that no, uh, that also as well, but right. Like I just told you, I'm pregnant, fool. I want all the fat ice cream, extra fat ice cream, <laughs> gelato on top of ice cream. Like are you, you dumb? <laughs> oh, Snickers ice cream. Ain't that joint good? Yo, but you know who has the best ice cream? Trader Joseph's. What? Oh, oh my gosh! Even the vanilla is ridiculously good. Like. And don't get me started on the Speculoos ice cream. Oh, no. It's over. <laughs> it's interview time for Nikki and Bailey. They will compete in a beat the clock challenge tonight. And the winner picks a stipulation between Bailey and Bliss at Extreme Rules. Nikki says that she's nervous about tonight and has to win for Bliss. Bailey says that Nikki is just being used by Alexa. Nikki says Bliss is right and that Bailey is just jealous. Bailey will face Sarah Logan and Nikki will face Dana Brooke. Bailey promises to beat the clock and Nikki says that she's tougher than Dana and will do anything for Bliss and that she will win. Truth and Carmella, they're searching for Drake Maverick. Truth says that he needs his baby back. The jobbers and Drake, they run through the shot and Truth grabs Carmella and they run the wrong way. <laughs> the Viking Raiders versus Dee Dee's favorites. Jimmy and Johnny boots and tights. <laughs> Eric hits power bomb and the uh, power slam combo, and Thor's hammer gets the win as the Viking Raiders continue their dominance. We have some more twenty four seven shenanigans as everybody's running through the screen. Rowan Reigns gets interviewed and he says that he's the one playing mind games with Shane and Drew. 
Ricochet cuts a promo about facing AJ Styles and how he looked up to AJ as he was growing up and, it, and that he actually beat him last week, but then he got beat down. He says he knows what's about to happen tonight and he's expecting that he'll have to face all three members of the club. The club arrives. AJ says they know who Ricochet is and tells him to slow down and appreciate the moment before Gallo stomps a mud hole in him. AJ shows footage of last week's angle and the club's reunion. Miss Didi's your name, Mr. Magnum Prime. How do y'all feel about uh, the club reuniting on Monday Night Raw? Um, I don't particularly care, but I do enjoy a good heel stable, so sure. Why not? Mr. Prime? As long as it, it really has some meaning, you know, I, I I would like to see, you know, a title on somebody. Um, but, you know, they're just there for uh, just something different. Nah, I'm not interested. I really thought what they did with while they were in another promotion, New Japan, I thought that was something special. So far, it it hasn't been anything like that. Ricochet, he faced off against Luke Gallows. Gallows grounds things and he follows with strikes and some headbutts. Ricochet fires back, but Gallows, Gallows decapitates him with a larry. Ricochet then gets the sunset flip for the win. AJ proposes that Ricochet face Carl Anderson next, and Ricochet accepts. So we have Ricochet versus Carl Anderson. Ricochet wipes out Gallows with the dive and then the kick flip moonsault onto AJ. Ricochet posts Carl Anderson and hits the corner drop kick and then he hits the 630 and a ricochet defeat Carl Anderson. Of course, after the match, AJ attacks and the Good Brothers lay out Ricochet with the Magic Killer. AJ then teases the Styles Clash off the second rope again, but then he grabs the mic. He says he's a good guy and he will leave some of Ricochet for Sunday as long as he stays down. So Ricochet gets up AJ levels him with a phenomenal forearm while the Good Brothers held him up. Mm-hmm. This actually might have been the best part of this show other than Drake Maverick. <laughs> now that I actually think about the way they built this up leading into the match on Sunday. <laughs> Drake uh, finally makes it back to his wife. He still has the championship. Truth appears and chases him away. Shane and Drew, they find a limping janitor and they want him to be Reigns' partner. Shane offers him $5,000 and of course the janitor accepts as Shane just tells him to go out there, stand there, don't do anything. And Shane says that they'll get him to wear a mask. Mm. Bailey versus Sarah Logan beat the clock challenge. Now, what if Bailey would have lost this match? But anyway, Logan hits a drop kick and covers for a two count. The inverted Cloverly follows, but Bailey makes the ropes. The crowd is losing interest. They start to chant CM Punk. Bailey battles back. She hits the clothesline. Logan then cuts her off with the clothesline and covers for a two count. Bailey fires back. She hits the sunset bomb into the turnbuckles, and Bailey gets the pin, and she defeated Sarah Logan in four minutes and 32 seconds. And nobody cared. Next up, Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke. Brooke bails to the floor and stalls. 
She's high-fiving Bailey, who's still on the outside during commentary. Nikki chases, but Brooke then tosses her to the floor. Nikki battles back, and they trade cradles. Nikki follows with rice she, and some kicks. Dana Brooke then cuts her off. The swanton bomb misses by Dana Brooke. Nikki then goes for the backslide, but Dana Brooke cradles her for a two-count. Nikki then pops up and hits the purge, and Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke in two minutes and 43 seconds. So Nikki tells Bailey that Bailey doesn't know what a real friendship is, but she will show her at Extreme Rules because the stipulation for Bailey versus Bliss on Sunday will be a two-on-one handicap match. Nikki will help Alexa win the title and tells Bailey to go find her a friend to slap some sense into her. Bailey slaps Nikki and hits a Bailey to Bailey, and then she goes up top and hits the top rope Macho Man elbow. So if Sam was here, you know what he would say, right? That Bailey's the heel in this. <laughs> and Nikki Cross ain't done nothing for you to not like her. She's defending her friend's honor. She spoke up about her friend every time somebody talk, tried to talk bad about her friend. She got her friend title matches. She's got her friend stipulations. Yeah, but her friend trash. But she's I'm, not. I mean, and, and that's and why. Bailey's mine. Bailey's mine. <laughs> I'll be talking about Alexa Bliss like that. Keep those. Listen, I, I'm over it. I don't hate her anymore. <laughs> it's fine. Mike brings Maria her ice cream and pickles, but she says that she can't eat them because it'll make her fat. She then says that she's not sure that Mike is the one that got her pregnant. What? It's well, very Corey. It's very Maury mo- going on here. It's a lot of Maury going on here. You say Maury, I say Corey. <laughs> uh, paternity court or whatever that <laughs> shit is. This is what we're going to, that's what they're going to be on. <laughs> Corey Graves interviews Seth and Becky. He asks about their personal relationship and if they lose, and if they lose the title, if they would lose the title for each other. Becky calls Corey an emo pretending to be a proper journalist <laughs> and says that they will win and those dopes will get no more chances. Seth adds, yeah, what she said. <laughs> the Street Profits, they're back again and they're hyping extreme rules. So Shane comes out. He demands a better intro from Greg Hamilton and... Um, I don't know if it was better, but it was the intro again. Drew promises to beat respect in the Roman tonight. And on Sunday, Shane then reveals that Reigns' partner is going to be Gary the Goat Garbutt. So Roman Reigns and Gary the Goat versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Drew runs Roman into the post and then Drew slams Gary into the ring. Shane tags in, and Gary hits it into Gary. A springboard clothesline and a back spring kick follows. We get a tope con hilo, and then Drew takes out Gary with a claymore, and Shane pins Gary for the one, two, three. Roman Reigns, <laughs> he runs off Shane and Drew, and then Gary unmasks. It was Cedric Alexander. 
job. Hear that? Nice. And I believe their officials saying a tag was made. Oh! Well, yep, the GOAT is in. Oh, the GOAT. This is going to be a massacre. Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. This isn't fair. This poor man just wanted to collect his $5,000. Do you know what that money would do for him? It's all a joke to Shane. Money is a joke to Shane. This isn't what the GOAT signed up for. He expected $5,000 to stand on the apron. Now Gary trying to get out of there now on the apron, and Shane McMahon looking to drag him back into the ring. And oh, my God! What? Gary Garbutt off the top rope, and down goes Shane! And now McIntyre! Look at this what? guy go! Are you kidding me? Goat's on fire! Who is this dude? Oh my god, Shane knocked down! You gotta be kidding me! This guy is special, Cole! Gary Garbutt has become a... is becoming an instant folk hero here on Raw! Off the top rope, down goes Shane again! This is amazing! Oh. Oh. So is that, the Claymore kick. Dropping Gary Garbutt, Shane McMahon, cover, and it's over. Here are your winners, Drew McIntyre, and the best in the world, Shane McMahon! Well, Shane and Drew are shocked at the performance here of this guy they picked off the street. Now Roman Reigns with a Superman punch. Ladies and gentlemen, here are your winners, Drew McIntyre and the best in the world, Shane McMahon! Yeah, but will that be the case uh, come Sunday? Hey! That's Cedric Alexander! The age of Alexander's here! Cedric Alexander from Monday Night Raw! Hold one over on Shane and Drew here tonight. Busted lip and all. So they have Cedric and Roman have a moment in the ring. And they kind of like are celebrating and laughing like, ha, 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 we pulled one over on them. But they lost. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't understand like anything about how this was booked that's true because even on twitter that's not what it seemed like because i saw like i said i haven't had cable so i didn't see raw but i saw the clip and then like i saw the unmasking and i see like shane like backing down the ramp so they made it seem like there was an ass whipping being handed out Mm, no yeah there was an ass whipping being handed out and then drew hit the claymore and it was all over He's a big boy. <laughs> it's like it made Roman Reigns look so stupid. Like I, I, I'm the one playing mind games, and then you come out here and don't win. <laughs> and then it didn't do anything for Cedric because that's that's one of those things where, okay, if you're gonna do something like this, the proper way to book it would be have Cedric get the win unmask yeah. big pot for Cedric and then you know he's off her running and kind of off to the side of this main event thing but mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> this show of Monday Night Raw sucked I man 
the first 40 <laughs> minutes went by great. The other two hours and 20 minutes were awful. And it was such a 180 from the week before where the whole 180 minutes was awesome. Didi, mm. this is how good Raw was last week. Hmm. I get a random text from Sam. Mm. He's like, I'm 45 minutes into Raw and I'm loving it. Stop it. <laughs> that's how good that show was. The first time that's happened since I've ever met the both of you. <laughs> and then this show it was like uh, it was I guess it's like good. a shooting star. Like. Right, exactly. <laughs> It, it was bad. It wasn't good at all. Like I said, the first the, the first forty minutes was pretty good, and then after that, it was like, mm, 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 mm. oh no. Yeah. So, G Money, any uh, final thoughts on Rob before we let you go, man? Uh, uh thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my final thoughts. All right. <laughs> Any shout outs that you'd like to get in before? Uh shouts out to my my wonderful wife and my my handsome wonderful son and shouts out to everyone uh who listens to the WrestleCast and shouts out to you guys for holding it down. All right, man. Thank you, Daddy. We appreciate it. Try to get some rest in between changings and feedings. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you next week. All right, late. All right, Miss Didi Jonay. So it's time to turn it over to you and let us know what happened on this week's SmackDown Matters. We're all going to learn together because I didn't prep. Mm, mm, mm. This was a good now. They just they just like reversed because last week SmackDown was kind of, but it did have one hell of a show to have to follow this week. They knew I wasn't recording last week, so they could they could slack off a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Right. So this week SmackDown Ziggles arrived earlier today, commenting on Kevin Owens calling him a worthless tub. Okay, so let me set the scene for you right quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a Kevin Owens show. Drew and yes. Shane are out there. Yes. Kevin is reading these cue cards, but he's throwing in his own little kind of barbs or whatever. As you do, yes. So Drew and Shane come down, and he's talking about how scared they look when the Undertaker showed up. <laughs> and Shane's like, "Nah, man, we had it under control." And and Kevin's like, "Are you sure?" And he throws it back up on the screen. And it's like, "Cause right there, you don't look like you're under control." And Shane is like, "Hey, man, you just need to stick to what's on the cards." He was like, "Just read them like we told you to do." So as he's reading the cards, Dolph Ziggler comes out. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, you know, I should have been the champion. He goes through the, you know, it should have been me, right? <laughs> and Kevin mm-hmm. always just cuts his ass off like, no, 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 no. You're not going to come out here and interrupt my show. But it should have been me. It could have been me. It wasn't me. It kind of was me. But it really wasn't me. <laughs> he just like eatered his ass, right? <laughs> and uh, then, of course, he was like, I deserve the championship. So, Shane, since you're out here, tell us who gets the title shot. Shane's like, neither one of y'all. Y'all have to right. be in a tag team match later on the night. If y'all win the tag team match later on the night, I'll put you in the three way for extreme rules. Of course, they don't win a tag team match. <laughs> <laughs> Set, uh, Dolph accidentally super kicked Kevin 
led to him losing. Then Kevin gave Dolph the stunner. As you do. Okay. So now I've set you up for what's about to happen here. All right. So Dolph claims that he's the man around here and has carried the WWE on his back for 10 years. Kevin arrives and then arrives. They argue and they get to fighting. Shane arrives and kicks out Kevin, apparently canceling the scheduled match for tonight. In the building, Shane says the match between Kevin and Dolph is off and he needs to protect stars and they need to take care of things in the ring. Kevin arrives in the arena and says he told the truth about Dolph and now he's going to tell the truth about Shane. The McMahons claim they listened to the fans, but all that happened is Shane getting more power in TV time and nobody wanted that. I will say that I might have thought I wanted that, but not in the way it happened. <laughs> so he's not wrong there. Uh, Shane cut his mic, so Owens gets another mic. Kevin says Shane insults the entire roster with his shtick that he's the best in the world because there are actual great wrestlers in the back. Everyone hates Shane. Kevin writes about Cruz, Oscar, Buddy Murphy. I think he even mentioned Liv Morgan. There were a lot of names on the list. And others that are missing out on um, TV time due to shame. Security comes out and Owens leaves through the crowd. Before that, they, they took his other mic. And so he took Byron's headset so he could keep talking. Like, you going to get these words. Yeah, it was funny because Shane goes over to where they had the PA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure out like which mic he's on. Like it's like the uh, Steve Harvey joke. It's like you know, twenty five niggas on stage. Everybody got a mic. It's like mm-hmm. WWE. You know, all they got fifty mics and all of them live. It's like yeah, hard it is to turn off just one mic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was awesome. This was a SmackDown. This is a, a talking Smack level promo. Right? Yeah, I miss that show. R.I.P. Okay, next, Finn Balor and my favorite person, Shinsuke Nakamura. He dumps Finn to the floor and follows with a Kinshasa off the apron, rolls back in, and Balor gets back in, runs into kicks, and goes back to the floor as Nakamura slams him to the steps. Knee strikes by Nakamura follow. They get back in the ring, and the Kinshasa finishes Baylor. That sounds like he took an ass whooping. He did. (laughs) My God. I don't think he got... Really, anything in in this match? Yeah, he took it. Yeah, he took an ass over. What a blessing! I mean, not really because I love him, but I love Shinsuke too. All right. Anyway, Shane and Drew talk. Elias stands there. Why you got to say it like that? As they talk about Sunday's tag match with Taker and Reigns, Dolph arrives and is pissed that his main event was canceled. Shane then books Dolph versus Roman for the main event. Yeah, there's a hype video for Sunday's Kofi versus Joseph match. Joe says, last week he showed Kofi compassion, but Kofi denied this. Kofi is what he said he was, and at Extreme Rules, Joe will tear away all of the lies, beat him down, and put him to sleep. He will take back everything Kofi has taken, including the WWE title. What else did he take? Interesting. All right, next. SmackDown women's title match contract signing. Kayla brings out Nikki Cross and then Bailey. There's no Alexa here on Smacky Downy the night. Um, before Bailey. you before you go on to the next sentence, uh-huh. um, insert my creep cast here. Sure. Uh, Kayla was looking so good in her yellow dress. 
continue. <laughs> okay. Yellow does look good on the blacks. Anyway, Bailey says she's just here to sign, but is disappointed that Bliss isn't here. Bailey says that she and Nikki are alike. And Bailey had to learn the hard lessons and went on her own. Nikki claims Alexa has been right about Bailey, but Bailey asks if Nikki is okay helping Bliss win. On Sunday, Bailey knows the odds are against her, but she will bring the fight. And what will happen when Bliss loses and blames Nikki? Nikki says all of Bailey's friends abandoned her and says that when they win on Sunday, she and Bliss will be co champions. They sign a contract. First of all, who do you think you are, Laypool? Like, no. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You know what? I was thinking hmm. because like they were really heated, like going back and forth when Nikki signed the contract. What if Nikki signed her name? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, like as the main person. Yeah. Yeah. Not thinking and put her hmm. name down and then they win. And then Alexa thinks that she's won the title. But based on the contract, which is the binding thing, it, Nikki is the actual champion. That would be interesting. That would be cool, right? That would be cool. We didn't say this earlier enough for them to jack it. They won't use it. I mean, they can still change it. You know, they like a last minute change. In life. Yeah, maybe somebody listen to the podcast between now and Sunday and they'll get that in. Maybe Vince will go for it. If that's the case, give me some money so I can get to Canada. <laughs> want to go? I would say hire us, but nah, that ain't what we want. We just I mean, want the free shit. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Just, just, give us, just give us free shit. I can freelance. Ten ninety nine form. You know that part. <laughs> right. We can do that. If I could just be like a consultant and pop in and out when I thought it was yeah. warranted, but not actually have to go week in and week out, then yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, because I can just see the weekly means like this is not what I told you on Thursday. Right, why, right. why did you change it? It's not what we discussed. And they're like, but it's great, right? And you're like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> you just explained exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just imagine. Uh, like, imagine being a 20, because you know, these people are probably between 27 and 32 right that are doing mm. most of this writing and you all week think you got this great freaking thing and then in the matter of like 48 hours all the stuff you had put a week into just gets ripped into a million pieces and you gotta pick them up and try to piece something back together man how can you do that for more than like six months yeah, it's too much. I don't like it. Just, you know, ten ninety nine me. I got you. <laughs> got you. I was raised on soap operas. All we know how to do is have long, long, long storylines. Okay? Build up. We're familiar. All right, what had happened? Okay, so now Nikki is having a, a match with Carmella. Nikki pummels Carmella with strikes, but Carmella counters and takes control. The Bronco Buster follows, but Nikki cradles Carmella for two, um, and then the purge from Nikki finishes it. The, oh, I hate this name, the Kabuki Warriors defeated the double iconics in Japan to earn a future title shot. They all meet up backstage, and Paige says that they want the match to be tonight. The double iconics try to refuse, but Paige isn't buying into their bull. She calls them overrated and underwhelming clowns. Yikes. 
Yikes. Paige warns them that the match is coming. After she uh, smacked the taste out of Billy Kay's mouth. Oh, she did? Oh, yes, she did. Because it was oh. like, no, we can't have the match because uh, Billy's sick. And then it's like, well, what she got? And um, <laughs> Billy was like, I got the bird flu. And uh, I forgot what... Uh, <laughs> I forgot what uh, Peyton said, but they kind of like kind of meshed it all together to make like one long sickness and Peyton's like, okay, yeah, cut the shit. We coming for the belt. And then she slapped the shit out of Billy Kay. <laughs> Somebody was like on a live tweet. There was like, this is the best thing that Paige has done in. I don't know since when. And unfortunately, my crash humor was like, yeah, since those home movies came out. I know. That's that, knows, that knows bad. I can't believe she slapped her. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, she did. All right. Uh, Roman is interviewed backstage. He talks about tonight's main event and says Dolph isn't ready for him. And on Sunday, he and the dead man will do their thing. Nice. Uh, apparently, there's a tag team summit. The New Day arrive. And Woods says he has a match tonight. But on Sunday, they challenge for the tag team titles. Biggie jokes about three ways. Nasty. Touching tips. Nasty-er. And they will become the new tag team champions. Brian and Rowan arrive. And Brian says the fans should be booing the New Day because they come out here making jokes and not taking things seriously. Xavier says Brian talks too much without saying anything at all and wants to hear Rowan speak. Woods says Rowan took orders from Bray, Harper, and now Brian... And I'm confused as to who his daddy is. That's not nice. <laughs> Brian puts them over as great athletes and guys that have had great matches but are still a mid-card comedy act. Oh. And anyway, he insults heavy machinery. Oh, oh. He insults heavy machinery who now arrived. Tucker mocks Brian and says that they took the champions to their limits. They showed them what they are all about, and they got back to working on another chance at the titles. Otis says they are blue-collar solid. Tucker says that they can overcome, and New Day will have to put their sixth reign on hold. Oh. Otis says that tonight he has a match, and he's coming. That's also nasty. <laughs> and he was doing the big E... Uh, Body rolls, the no. thrusted yeah, yeah, the thrusted too. Otis yeah. is the fucking man. Otis is a <laughs> star, man. He's built like one of those um, little deep freezers that your grandma have out on mm-hmm. like the um, laundry room area of her house. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, he he has got all types of charisma. He's a good promo. Yeah, man. Otis is the whole reason they're going to win the tag team championships at some point. Perfect. Um, so the match, the next match is one person from each of these tag teams. So we have Daniel Bryan versus Otis versus Xavi. Otis hits an overhead suplex. He takes Bryan down and the caterpillar connects. Bryan then rolls to the apron, stuns Otis off the ropes, but Xavi hits a gut buster on Bryan. Then Otis hits the pop-up slam on Woods for the win. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yikes. The great for Otis. We get highlights of Owens' issues with Shane and the brawl with Ziggles that kicked off the show. Mandy and Sonya are still harassing and Moon and catering. They argue. 
Ember reminds Mandy that she beat her ass last week, and Mandy challenges her to find a partner for a tag match for next week. Moon agrees. Who are we thinking? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of played into a little something that Mo underscore Ree said a couple of weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. Sonya said uh, that Mandy getting beat by Ember brought them closer. And uh-huh. so he said that they might be because you know how Sonya is all out with the yeah. pride and stuff that it may be teasing like a, uh, like Sonya is falling for Mandy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. It, they definitely have enough footage from the choices that they have had Sonya make to make that make sense. Mm-hmm. So that that could be a thing. If they were going to do it, they should have did it last month when it was Pride Month. But maybe that's a little too on the nose for the WWE. Right. Whatever. Um, there's an Ali video package. He says, evil only wins when the good guys do nothing. He'll fight it all. He says he saw evil as a cop. Evil everywhere. But no monster of evil or giant can beat him. Remember, evil only wins when you don't fight. I don't know that that's true. That were the case. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> these are dope. They did one of these with him. Uh-huh. That's a Mojo package. And they mm-hmm. do one with Keith Lee in the NXT review that I'm about to talk about. And all of them were great. And they really might need to start instead of trying to have people do those promos like they do. Mm-hmm. Show the highlights, show the various highlights, and then just have them voice over. What, yeah. You know, do like the voiceover. But this is uh, Ali. Just your own video package. I right. see that being yeah. a good idea. But this yeah. Ali video package is real dope because it's him speaking and the way they shoot it is real cool. And it's different than everybody else's. And I think that's why. I, and he sounds like a real person when he talks. He doesn't have mm. to talk in WWE language. Yeah. But they should really consider like changing up and going to uh to this video package promo type style look and stuff. It's it's much more engaging. MLW does that. They they do like a lot of the promos are like on location. Like they did a promo inside a hotel room. Like what? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. Alistair is in his creepy room backstage and somebody asked him about extreme rules. Uh, he, at the time, his opponent would not identify himself and Alistair laughs. He says he doesn't care who it is because at extreme rules, his opponent... Oh, his opponent walks in and run around the chair and it's Cesaro. So, he knocked at the door and he's here to pick a fight. Yes, pick a fight. Black likes this and says on Sunday he will fight him. So that's how all that happened. What if Cesaro was looking for, I don't know. Bathroom? Yeah, or something accidentally <laughs> knocked on the door. <laughs> I ain't even coming here for that, but since I'm here. You know, Cesaro reminds me of, He reminds me of the cops when I was in Austria. <laughs> what? They were about his size. They were bald. The cops? The cops, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they, they want to know. This is so funny, and I'm still mad about it. They wanted to know, did I have my passport before I took my ass back to Germany? They didn't care if I had to take it or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. I won't get over it. <laughs> this is a waste of money. 
went to a whole other country and I could have gone for free. Like, ah. I mean, it was only 30 euros. It wasn't like it was expensive. But there are principalities involved. <laughs> that's what I think of when I see Cesaro sometimes. I either think Transporter or I think <laughs> Swiss Cop or some shit like that. Like, that's what he gives me. Anyway, so they're going to have a fight. It's great. Um, Shelton is interviewed, but he just looks off into nothingness and says, well, and then he smiles. That's odd. What's the context of that? They ask him a question and I forgot what the question was this week, but he doesn't answer it. He's just, you know, how you look back and forth with your eyes, like left, right, left, right. And they just zoomed in on him. And last week he didn't say shit, but this week he mm-hmm. added the well, and then he just smiles and it goes off. It's like a minute worth of him just on TV with his eyes darting back and forth. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Like that nigga tethered or something from us. Anybody got time for that? Um, okay, we're almost done. Paul Heyman arrives and walks off as Kayla interviews Kofi. Kofi talks about Sunday's match. He isn't worried about Joseph. Because he knows who he is. But last week he got into Joseph's head and laid him out with a trouble in paradise. He knows he's dangerous and beating Joe will make him a great champion. How wonderful. Your main event of the night is Roman versus Ziggles. Yes. Dolph is a superhuman. Not a superhuman. Jesus. <laughs> it's been this long. He eats a superman punch on the super kick attempt and Reigns covers for two. Drew... Pulls Dolph to the floor, so Reigns hits the big dog dive. Shane distracts the drinks. Distracts Reigns, but Owens runs in and hits the stunner and then retreats. So then Reigns is able to hit the spear for the win. And that is how your SmackDown ended for the week. I'll smack him around right now. I think Roman needs to stay focused on the task at hand being Dolph Ziggler. Come on, Dolph. I had a few words there for Elias as he passed him by and circling in. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep him busy. Whoa. Ref, everything. No no problem here. No problem. No one's touching anything. That tosses Ziggler back inside the ring. Oh, the distraction oh. from McIntyre nearly helped out Ziggler. And now Elias oh. and McIntyre oh. picking at Roman Reigns and they take advantage. I didn't see what Roman slipped. Hey, hey. Oh. And Elias gets a Superman punch. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, baby. One. Cover. One, two. Oh, no. Almost. That close. You gotta believe that Roman Reigns is a little extra motivated because of your presence here at ringside, Shane. Yeah, well, of course, he's got his adrenaline pumping, but you know, look what happened. Dolph Ziggler, take your mind off it for one second, take your eye off your opponent, which is exactly what's gonna happen. And that is the result. Are we seeing now over the last few weeks? Let's go, Dolph. This super kick can put your lights out in a split second. Oh! can that! Superman <laughs> punch! Cover! Oh! Out by Ziggler! Wow. I'm shocked that Ziggler kicked out. Oh! Reigns had promised a Superman punch for Ziggler, and he promised one more. No, 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 no. That's it. That's going to go to you. All right. McIntyre pulling Ziggler out of harm's way. Oh, Hold on. no. Hold on. That's up, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Elias just took out Elias Andrew Matt. Super kick from Ziggler. Shane McMahon cheering him off. What the? What the? Oh my God! Kevin Owens, stunner, stunner. How the hell did he get back in the building? How the Owens was gone. Kevin Owens with a stunner to Shane McMahon. This matchup is still continuing. Here comes another zigzag from behind. Roman Reigns. Yeah, Kevin Austin doing his thing. <laughs> so hopefully this leads to Shane and Kevin, mm-hmm. and, and Shane like gets stunned into oblivion, and that's how they take him off TV for a while. <laughs> but now this SmackDown, how the, the exact opposite. Raw was awful. SmackDown was awesome. <laughs> The same it can't thing that, be great at the same time. Right. I don't know what it is. And it can't be great back-to-back weeks, or at least Raw can't. But it's like the thing they did, it's like, okay, Bischoff and Heyman are supposed to be running the shows. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're actually in charge yet. I think the full in charge or full whatever they're going to get is going to be after this pay-per-view. Mm. But for each show... Last week, they started off with what was clearly a Paul Heyman kind of inspired start to the show. And then this Mm -hmm. week, they started off with with what was a clearly inspired Eric Bischoff part of the show. Mm. Because it was very WCW with the, you know, out in the parking lot, right when the show comes on, something's happening, action's happening. Then, you know, you get a guy on the mic shooting quote unquote just spewing off whatever he wants so like the first like 10-12 minutes of Smackdown was like damn that looked like Nitro <laughs> the good from the good days <laughs> so um, Eric Bischoff as of today moving from Wyoming to Stanford Connecticut it's like 1700 miles <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, oh man so it is the real deal Holyfield they are about to come in here and get knee deep into trying to put together something to save Monday Night Raw and Smackdown from AEW and what they got coming in October from ruin <laughs> yeah from ruin you're right or from being obsolete <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would definitely give this SmackDown out of five. It was definitely a three point five, almost a four. It was damn good. Nice. I had to watch it on um on demand. You know what else is damn good? Shopping and keeping the podcast free. Thanks. Using our sponsors to do so. Just visit cspn.us click on the tab that says keep our podcast free do some shopping with amazon 
busted tees, uh, Audible, Blue Apron. Just pick out a sponsor. There's something you can use there. Go through our site, do some shopping. Some of your purchase comes back to us, and you can help keep the podcast free each and every week. Also, there's merch for the WrestleCast over at teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash CSPN. Fellas, pick you up a I'm a Didi Jone guy shirt. <laughs> now it's on to NXT. Io Shirai, she comes out all new everything. New gear, new hair color, new music, because she is all the way healed now. <laughs> you know what? She, you know what it is? Remember the triad from Lucha Underground? Yes. She was in that and she's Oh, they that were playing. Yeah, she's got that look, the leather pants and all that. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. Heel Eo Shirai is even finer than babyface Eo Shirai. Good lord. So anyway, she's wearing all black. She's, you know, she's officially a heel as she turned on Candice LeRae. <laughs> EO says that she doesn't need any friends and she doesn't need any of the fans she mm-hmm. drops the mic and she rolls out the Velveteen Dream he holds a press conference he's got the North American title uh, dis- displayed proudly on the dais he's asked about his next opponent and claims that he doesn't approve of the question and moves on He's asked about Roderick Strong and says that Roderick Strong is not worthy enough to experience the dream (laughs) because the dream is a treasure. This man can take 55 seconds of TV time and just do wonders with it. (laughs) Damian Priest versus Blanco Loco. Priest hits a pair of clotheslines. The cyclone kick and then the reckoning finishes it as Damian Priest continues his strong start in NXT. We get Killian Dane video package. And then we have our NXT breakout tournament match for this week as Jordan Miles, also known as ACH, faced off against Boa. Miles fires up and fires away with chops and kicks. Running forearms follow, and then a drop kick and clothesline follow. And then Jordan Miles gets the win with the 450. Hmm. Jordan Miles is Apollo Crews. And it might be Apollo Crews in NXT turned up to like a thousand. Because his fucking, all he did in this match was fucking smile. Wide ass, big ass smile. He do like some moves. Fucking smile. Go for a pin. Fucking smile. Like, what the? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I do not like when they make black guys the happy, black, smiley black guy. Ugh, there's the one thing I do <laughs> not like. And he was like so over the top with it. I, I, I mean, I know ACH is like fun and comedy and, and he's going to, you know, not be serious in the ring at some points. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, something will happen and he'll turn it on for the last little bit. But nah, he was too playful in this match. I didn't I didn't like it at all. Hmm. 
this is the part of the show you wouldn't like. Shayna Baszler talks about Mia Yim's call out. She says Mia has a great story, but it's a common story. She says it'll take more than growing up poor and surviving the streets to impress the champion. Mm. Now we get that awesome Keith Lee video package I talked about earlier. He's reflecting on his time in NXT, noting that he's never been the chosen one, but he always somehow managed to end up on top. He says that everyone will bask in his glory and he will make changes to reach the top. He says he wants to be the guy. He says he wants to be the one and he wants to be the main event. Hmm. He says he will have to maybe go from being limitless to infinite. Hmm. Yeah, what's so great is while he's talking, they're showing like all his like indie, some of his indie stuff and showing him doing, you know, moonsaults and hearing Karanas and all this stuff that, you know, a guy that weighs 350 pounds shouldn't be doing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought this was awesome. William Regal announces that next week, Apollo Crews will appear on NXT and he will wrestle against Kushida. How you feel about that? It should be a good match. It's probably best because, I mean, they ain't doing shit with Apollo Crews anyway. He should have stayed in NXT longer to start out with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's probably back where he should have back where he should have been all to, to begin with. Uh, we get an announcement that Adam Cole, baby, will defend the NXT championship next week. And now it's time for our main event. The Street Profits are defending their NXT Tag Team titles against Danny against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Danny Birch hits a German. Dawkins gets in and it breaks down. You get a spear by Dawkins and he and Birch roll to the floor as Lorcan and Ford come face to face. Lorcan lights Ford up with chops and Ford fires back and hits the tope con hilo. Dawkins cuts off Lorcan's dive and the Spinebuster Frog Splash combo from the Street Profits finishes it, and they retain the titles. During their post-match celebration, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish arrive to tease themselves as the next challengers to the Street Profits titles. Now, that's going to be very interesting because Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are still Red Dragon to me and mm-hmm. they're one of my favorite tag teams ever against my new favorite tag team in the world the Street Profits I really like to see the Street Profits win at least if they're gonna have a series of matches at least the Street Profits win the first one give them that credibility as the champions that would be the way I would book it but it will be an awesome match because O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are really good as a tag team. If Bobby Fish can just stay healthy, keeps getting hurt every time they have matches together. But if he can stay healthy, it it could be a a really good feud leading into SummerSlam. And that was your NXT for this week. Yay! Be sure, my New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, before we turn it over to Miss Didi Jene for her shout-outs, the B block of the G1 starts Saturday. So if you're going to be up or if you're going to watch it at any point, please use the hashtag cast a strong style to share your commentary with color. 
going to give you a quick rundown of those matches that are going to be taking place on Saturday over in New Japan. The artist formerly known as CJ Robinson, Juice, excuse me, CJ Parker, the artist formerly known as CJ Parker, Juice Robinson is going to take on Shingo. Ishii is going to face Jeff Cobb. Yano is going to go against Naito. Goto is going to face Jay White. And in the main event, John Moxley is going to face Taichi. So that should be a whole lot of fun on Saturday. And the G1 is really going to crank up starting this weekend. They have matches on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And it's going to be 35 days of the best wrestling in the world. So check it out if you have New Japan World. If you don't and you want to see the matches, just keep a search tab on the What We Are Watching hashtag from the WrestleCast uh, Twitter feed and you will get a chance to see all the matches in the G1 that are worth seeing through alternative means. Just keep abreast of that hashtag. So, Miss Didi Jeanne, at this time, Mm -hmm. it's time for your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, Shout out to you. Shout out to Don. No, you are Don. God damn. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to um, everybody who was on the WrestleCast while I was absent on personal leave in parts unknown. Shout out to Jade and Tati, of course. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. And that's it. All right. I'd like to thank Miss Didi Jonet as well as Magnum Prime for being able to join me this week. It was really good to have the gang all back together again for this edition of the WrestleCast. I'd like to thank Anwar Starwin and Madame Lizette for recording the Cast a Strong Style podcast with me uh, as we talked about the G1 event that took place in Dallas last Saturday. Miss um, Madame Lizette was in the building, and again, she tells a great story about some pre-show stuff on the, this edition of the Dark Match that you guys <laughs> need to check out. Also, we preview the AEW card on this week's Dark Match as well. Fighter Fit, uh, Fight for the Fallen, which is taking place in Jacksonville. Um, it's for basically victims of gun violence, um, basically uh, coming off of the people uh, who died in the uh, Pulse uh, nightclub uh, shooting and then the uh, gamer thing as well. Those Both of those things happened in Jacksonville. So a lot of the proceeds are going to go, I think half the proceeds are going to go to uh, charities uh, for gun victims. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they got mm-hmm. a pretty stat card, pretty cool main event, the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Check that out on Saturday night. Also, WWE counter-programming, Evolve show, so check that out as well. Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak could steal the show in that Evolve show on Saturday night. And also a reminder, the hashtag for this Sunday's live tweet of Extreme Rules will be ExtremeCast with an X for Extreme. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, for our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Proud. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Got the music. I got something to say. You know what? Last week I came out here and I spoke the truth about Dolph Ziggler. But it looks like tonight someone else needs to hear the truth. And that's Shane McMahon. Now I've sat back and tried to be a good guy, a good company guy, and not 
piss anyone off for too long and I'm done with that because it doesn't get me anything. So you know what? A while ago I watched the entire McMahon family come out in this ring and say, hey, right now, from now on, we're going to listen to the fans and give the audience what they want. But the only thing that's happened since then is Shane McMahon has gotten more power, more authority, and more TV time than anyone. And trust me when I say that nobody watching ever wanted that. You know, now we have to sit back every week on every show and listen to Shane McMahon call himself the best in the world. And every time that happens, that makes me sick, makes me want to come out here and smash my head on this stupid table. Hey, 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 hey. Enough out of you. You're here. Hey, enough. Good. Let's you go. need to cut, hear this. Cut his mic. This cut is the mic. biggest load of crap I've ever mic. seen. I've been watching WWE. Cut it. Cut his mic off. There we go. Hey, guess what, idiot? Oh There's more than one microphone, and Let's I'm go. not done. You know what? Every time you call yourself go, guys. Well, that is an insult and a slap to the face to every single person in the back, in the locker room, who breaks their back week in, week out, on TV, on the road, around the world, to be WWE superstars. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick. It makes everybody sick. And you know what happens when you call yourself the best in the world? Everybody back there, including me, is thinking Shane McMahon can kiss my ass. Because that oh, ring does not oh, his mic now. Thank you. Oh, is that not working, Kevin? Yeah, I'm not done. Oh, I would never over. call myself Ray, Ray, the best in the world. But there's a hundred people Security. back there. Get out of here. Quick. Now. And you take up TV time from now. Apollo Crews. Make sure he stays out. 